All right, guys, welcome to the Crestcore Real Estate Hour. I am your host, Dean Harris. We are excited today to have Mr. Matt Jones of Corlin Financial. Uh, Matt has been on the show before, but uh, we're going to get to Corlin, hard money, why you use it. Uh, but first, if you want to email me any questions about today's show or last week's show or any show, dean at crestcore.com. Uh, you can also check out our brokerage website, www.crestcorerealty.com. All of our listings and houses uh, that we have for sale are, are put on there. You can also make offers through the website. So uh, please feel free to join that. Um, last week's show, uh, who did we have on last week, Alec? We had a... Oh, man, it's two weeks ago. I'm drawing a blank. Brooke. We had Brooke. Couldn't believe it. Brooke Fitzpatrick we had on last week uh, kind of explaining her role and what we were doing. Uh, so that show is posted on YouTube and on the Facebook page. So feel free to go back and take a look at that. Today, we're going to dive right into this. We're not going to take up much of your time, about a half hour today. We've got, we're going to talk about hard money. It's one of the things that we've, um, it, it, it's a popular topic. It's something that, that a lot of investors use um, for various reasons. Mm -hmm. um, and we have an in-house hard money lender with Corlin Financial. So uh, we're, we're actually in the same building and, it, and it's an incredible asset and tool that I've used many times and, and plan to continue to use for, for various things. So let's talk today. Matt Jones is uh, director of operations over Coreland. If you have any questions for Matt after the show, it, his email is matt.jones at corelandfinancial.com. So you guys feel free to email him anything, um, questions, lending. He'll probably put you in touch with his team, but uh, feel free to go there. Okay. Corland, um, hard money. Let's start with just the hard money and then let's narrow it down to, to, to Corland. What yeah. is hard money? What, what is that? What is that term? Yeah. It, it's used all the time. What is hard money? Yeah. Hard money is, uh, just any money. It's interchangeable sometimes with private money, money that's sourced outside of a typical financial institution, bank, credit union, anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's typically the, a lot of advantages with it. The thing that makes it hard money is that it's really expensive. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll have, clients for the first time come to us and we tell them what our, our rates and terms are and they go, Oh wow. What? That's I, I didn't expect that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They usually are used to talking to their regular bank, a, a financial institution, Wells Fargo, whatever it may be. Um, this is not that. No, no. But also we don't have the qualifications that they do as well. And we'll dive into some of yes. that too, of how you get qualified. So hard money is, is just that it's, it's hard. It's expensive, yep. but man, I tell you what, it's a great tool. It's yeah. super useful, and we'll talk about some of those. Tell me a little bit about Corlin specifically, though. Tell me how you guys got started, um, um, the growth, and kind of where you're at now. Yeah, so, I mean, as you know, Corlin Financial got started as Crestcore Financial about five years ago. It, it came out of a, a need to help our property management clients who were wanting to buy properties here in Memphis that might be out-of-state investors, international investors that, that couldn't get a typical loan here in the city. Yeah. Um, so about five years ago, it came to be really focusing on long-term loans. Okay. So we do larger loans to investors buying a portfolio worth of properties at a yep. time or an apartment apartment complex, something like that. About, I guess it was two years ago now, we really started to focus in more on the short-term financing. So we've grown rapidly in that time. Which is what I use. Yes. I yeah. don't use the long-term, but I use the short-term often. I've got one with you now. So yeah. 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 Well, in, in the short-term, we, we've stayed doing probably 
you know, half million to 1.5 million every year on, on that. But mm-hmm. short-term originations grew from four and a half million in 2019 for us to, we're, we're uh, just did 14 million in 2020 and, and shooting to go to 20 by the end of this year. In 19, you loaned out $4 million and in 20, you loaned out 14 million. Mm-hmm. Man, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. I didn't, I don't think I really, I knew, I mean, I knew you guys were busy. I don't, I didn't know that the growth was there. What's your 2021 goals similar? Yeah. About $20 million is what we want to do this year. <clears throat> yeah. So which really, I mean, we haven't done a ton of marketing. It's really just been in source, you know, who can we help that are our clients at property management, or, yeah. you know, your clients, those types of things. And it's just turning on a faucet of, of access to these funds to get deals done quicker. Because you're not, you don't, you're not out there marketing and you're not out. I mean, it's kind of a word of mouth thing at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we joined, um, MIG, you know, a, a local Memphis group. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we, we joined last year, right. Kind of at the start <laughs> of COVID. COVID. So, you know, we haven't met in person in, in a long time. So yeah. yeah, yeah. It's really just been word of mouth. Our, our biggest referral source at this point is our own clients. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about your team, uh, who the clients will be talking with, and then we'll dive into some of the ways you can use hard money. Yeah, yeah. So um, Corlin Financial, the team is is myself as the director of operations, Richie Ward, our operations manager. Mm -hmm. And right now we have a a loan processor, Victor, who assists in in kind of getting the application together and pushing things through. Mm -hmm. We're also actively looking for a a loan coordinator at this time. Again, just another resource for our clients to always be able to get in touch with the person, make sure that we're pushing those loans to close as quickly as possible. So uh, if a client calls in, they're going to be really working with Richie for the most part? Yeah, well, for at, the, now. at the beginning, so they'll, they'll do an application online. We, we last year purchased a, a loan software to make the process a little bit easier. How do they do that? Yeah, just go to CorlinFinancial.com. You'll apply uh, at the top right-hand corner. There's an apply here button, mm-hmm. and it'll walk you through everything. As a part of that, you'll set up a, a username and a login. So you can track the status of your application all the way through. And then once it's originated, you can track your draw balance and all those types of things as well. Which is extremely useful for our out-of-state clients, especially. Yeah. Um, is that the majority of the clients that are borrowing are out-of-state? Yeah, yeah. We've seen a, a, a little bit of a growth from in-state borrowers, but absolutely out-of-state and international borrowers are, is a good your chunk main of client. it. Good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's the team. That's kind of what it is and how we started. What are... I mean, in your opinion, what are some of the best ways? And let me start off by answering the question I asked you for my own benefit. I've used it a dozen times, probably 15 times over the last few years. I bought and what I typically do is when I first got started, I didn't have capital or a ton of capital and cash. I didn't have ways to go out and put 25 percent down on every single property. So. I know from my experience in real estate, it's much easier to go to a traditional bank and mm-hmm. get a refinance mm-hmm. than it is a brand new loan. Yes. Any of your local banks where you're at or, or anybody, Wells Fargo or the big conglomerate, it doesn't matter. A refi is much easier for them to do and approve than a brand new loan. Yes. So what I did was I used Corland and I would go and buy the home and get it under my umbrella, get it occupied and cash on and in good shape. And then I would take that three or four house package to a, a, a long-term lender, a mm-hmm. little bit lower rates, a little bit different programs. And it made a little bit more sense there. That's yep. how I used it. You guys, uh, um, 
have a very small break for me, but I don't want anybody to think like, hey, I'm using this with an enormous discount. You yep. guys help me out on a couple hundred dollars fee, which I'm grateful for. Yep. But because of the program and the way it is, you can't just come in and say, hey, we're going to slash these rates. We're going to do this for you because of you're borrowing at that amount. Yep. and You've got to make money on the back end of it. So tell me outside of what I just told you, what are some of the other benefits? What are some of the other ways that guys are using hard money? Yeah. So, I mean, it's exactly what you said. Most of it is the velocity of, of money. So, I mean, even we have, we have numerous high net worth clients who use it because they take their hundred thousand dollars and can do 15 deals with us a year instead of taking that hundred thousand dollars and doing, you know, one or two yeah. a year. So yeah. that, that's a big part of it. And then just being able to get a hundred percent financing, even in the hard money, you know, industry nationwide, being able to get a hundred percent financing is rare. And it's something that we offer here in Memphis yeah. uh, because we, we feel strong about our, our underwriting abilities here and yeah. being able to look on a street by street basis and know what something's worth because we value and we, we do our loans based off of the asset. We don't care about the borrower nine times out of 10, you know, a little bit of factor comes into that. And that's with every hard money. Yeah. If you, if you go to traditional banks, they want, they're going to analyze you. Yes. They care a lot less about the asset. Yep. In this situation, you guys are way more on analyzing the asset versus the borrower because if they default, you just take the home back, but you want to make sure you can move that home. Yes. Banks are not in the real estate business. No. They don't want to get stuck with any property, a good or a bad one. They don't no. care. We're on a little bit different step than that. Yeah. If we get a home that we've approved a loan and it turns back over, you know, it's not the ideal scenario, but we'll take that and flip it and Corlin can make the profit from doing it. And yep. there's there's some other, I guess, aspects of that that make it a little more appealing. So do you run credit? Do you no. still run credit? Check? No, don't no. run credit. We don't run credit. The only thing that we get on our borrowers is we want to look at your last two months bank statements and we have to pull, you know, we need to copy your driver's license, social security, those types of things for yeah. reporting and taxes at the end of the year. But there's no credit check, no credit check whatsoever. Cause then, and a lot of people, I mean, most of my investors for the most part, I'm not going to say that everybody's got great credit, but a lot of them have good credit, but they don't want to ding it every time they're buying a house. Yeah. So the, it's another advantage. So you use this hard money. Yes, it's a, a little more expensive, but if you're trying to protect that credit score and your borrowing power from a traditional bank or setting, mm -hmm. then uh, this is another way to use that. Okay, do you, now I'm just kind of chit-chatting with you. Yeah. Are, are there more flips or are there more rentals? Yeah, so we offer on the short-term side, a lot of options. We can do a fix and flip for a retail investor, You know, kind of what you see on HGTV, those guys. We, we also do a lot of flips for investors who are purchasing the property and want to sell it to an investor who's gonna own it as a rental. Mm -hmm. We'll also do construction loans as well. Mm -hmm. I'd say at this time, the bulk of, if you're looking at number of loans outstanding is probably fix and flip for an investor. Um, if you're looking at dollar amount, the bulk of what we have out at this time is in construction, just because you know we're doing we're doing higher end construction. Those loans are averaging four hundred thousand dollars right now. Wow, those yeah. are the flips. Yep, you can borrow the purchase price and the rehab amount. Yeah, up to a hundred percent of both. We will cap you at seventy five percent of the after repair value. Okay, yep. that's important. Yes. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand. I don't. I don't know if our clients get how powerful this tool is. I mean, the ability to go borrow the purchase price, the rehab amount, and then turn around and flip it with no money out of your pocket um, is unheard of. Yep. So I don't know if I need to say this slower or say it again. Yeah. <laughs> 
But 100% financing on the purchase price, the loan amount, as long as the ARV is 75% of the ARV, then we're in business. Yes. Yeah. Which again, I mean, that's, that's not just something you won't get from a bank. You won't get that from a lot of other hard money lenders. No, I haven't. As a matter of fact, I've seen some national hard money lenders in it and it isn't that. Yep. They, they do want some skin in the game. Yeah. It's typically a hundred percent purchase and then 50% or of, the some, rehab. of the rehab at that point. They just point. want you involved somehow. Yeah. On our end, we're okay with you not being involved. We have a brokerage here. We have agents here to say we can help get Corland out of the mess. Yeah. Well, I mean, we just had one, uh, you know, three months ago, we finally sold it. We had a foreclosure, went through the whole process. We finished out the rehab internally yeah. and y'all sold it for us. Yeah. It's happened and I, you know, um, it doesn't happen often. No. You guys are typically good about the people you're loaning to and they're, you know, I mean, uh, the idea for the investor is to finish the product. I mean, like, yes, yeah. you know, the, the idea is not to turn it over. So I'm assuming, you know, from most investors, perspective unless something happens in their life that's unexpected i would imagine they typically get yeah. through it they might not make as much money as they want or whatever yeah. it may be but they get through the process um what are what's the ideal client look like for Corland? if you know if i come to you and i and i say hey i got 10 guys over here and they got 10 different things tell me what is the ideal client for Corland, and it's okay to be yeah. one-sided in this because yeah. people ask me that all the time dean what is an ideal buyer client look like for you and i tell them yeah like what is what is in most not in my favor from a financial standpoint right what is in our favor to get a deal done yeah. so what's that client look like to you yeah well they don't have to have experience because again we're going off of the the asset itself and we're underwriting that yeah. but if you don't have experience we want someone who doesn't think they have experience you know no, no one coming in and trying to tell us as the subject matter experts no you've got this wrong yeah uh, and do you because i mean we're going to figure that out. Yes. Be because they're not going to analyze you. No, you don't have to give a false uh, representation of your knowledge or your experience because yeah. we're not analyzing you, the borrower anyway. No. It's the home. Yes. Yeah. The only time that, you know, we'll analyze someone in that situation and, and start to ha have some red flags go up is if they do come in, <laughs> say they've done 20 deals in the last year uh, and we do some research on it and maybe they've done four and three of them, they got foreclosed on. Or they just, you know, they've lost money because we run run the numbers on that kind yeah. of deal. It's okay to be honest is what yeah. you're saying. We want you to be honest <laughs> and I want you to have a little bit of money. Uh, yeah. You know, like I said, the one of the few things we check is what's your last two months bank statement um, look like. So we, we have a lot of guys who come through and they want to do a new construction that's four, five, six hundred thousand dollars. I mean, we we had one come through the loan committee last week and the guy had four hundred and eighty dollars in his bank account, um, yeah. which which that. It, it makes it difficult because you can't even afford the closing costs on that. So, so do you, do you, do you decline a buyer like that? Yeah, we'll, we'll decline a buyer or we'll just put the terms up and the, this is what it is. And you're going to have to bring a little something to um, the table, but we'll, we'll tighten again. Cause we typically factor in on a flip, you know, what is a reserve for something that could have been missed by the contractor who, you know, Put the scope together or something that's hiding in the walls and want to know that that's either in the budget that we're holding in, yeah. in our escrow account for you or that you have a little bit of cushion in your own checking account what um as far as the actual property goes mm -hmm. um we've talked about kind of the ideal client the borrower I, going back to the ideal client I, i'm anything anything that is a huge red flag other the bank statements yeah, other than the bank statements, it, 
here in Memphis, uh, you know, it's, you know, this, it's a real estate can be a small community. Oh no, it is. Here. Um, and, and, you know, if we, we have one guy, we talk with a couple of the other private lenders in the city, we'll know if you just foreclosed on a property with a different <laughs> lender and come over to us. Um, and if we foreclose on you, those other lenders are going to know as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, do unto others. Yes. No, I, I get it. Okay. When you're analyzing the property, so see, we've already, we've talked about the borrower. We're not, we're not necessarily taking a deep dive into them. Yeah. So let's talk about the two different dives. Let's start with the rental property, the buy and hold. Mm -hmm. What are some of the things that you're looking at on that property? Cause this, I mean, you know, usually it's, Hey, Mr. Buyer, get your credit score straight, get your bank, have some cash, you, you know, uh, clear your debt ratio up to where the number, that's, that's not at all what we're talking about. Yeah. What do you guys look at? We'll start with buy and hold for a buy and hold rental. How do you analyze that property first? Yeah, if it's a buy and hold rental, we're, we're going to want to know, is it occupied? If it is occupied, we'll want to see a copy of the lease and the ledger because yeah. we don't want to lend on something. Or And we're also helping out that client as well because we'll have some new investors come in and, and they'll see, you know, the buyer has said, I've got a $850 rental, got a person in it. We just did the flip, whatever we'll ask for that ledger and that person hasn't paid rent in four months. Um, so, you know, we're, we're checking that, make sure our collateral is worth something, yeah. uh, especially right now with COVID and the CDC moratorium. No evictions. Just, yeah. I mean, it makes things like that, that difficult for them. So we're checking that if there is work that needs to be done on it, we want to know who's the contractor who gave the scope to you. Are they the ones doing it? Are they rep reputable? We're going to check. They have license insurance, license, that. everything like that. Um, and kind of go from there. Do you, I, and I know the answer here, but how do you go to an outside source to value the property? Do you get a second opinion? I'm, yeah. I know you guys come to us some, but yeah. is there, you know, they can come to you and say, hey, the home's worth $200,000. You do your research, it's worth one seventy-five. Yeah, that's another thing. We, we, we ask that question, what does the applicant think this property is worth? Because we're going we're gonna to do our own and we're going to go off our number, but that also tells us how much experience does this person have? Because if they say 250 and we say 125, <laughs> we, we know that there's a, there's a gap there that we have to cross. How many times during the day do, do, your, do your ears just boom? Just call like, hey, yeah, something yeah. right here. Loan committee days are my favorite days because it's like, ah, this, this guy doesn't know. Um, but also we've got a lot of really strong borrowers. Yeah. And we do have a lot of borrowers and clients who – you know, they're, they're honest and, and they want to get into investing and we're able to help coach them and send them in the right direction. You know, we, we often see other agents in the city that might be working with somebody who's yeah. given them that, Hey, this is worth yeah. two fifty. Yeah. Uh, so we try to help direct them and connect them and with go to them sources. and find out, Hey, where, tell me where you got the two fifty. Yeah. You guys have yeah. asked me that before. I mean, I, I usually, I tend to come in a little more conservative actually, uh, you know, on my values, you know, um, I'm, I'm an over, what is it? Under promise, over delivered person yeah. in general. So when you're looking at that pro that buying whole property, is there, is there the location factor in bed and bath count? Do you have any kind of things that you just say, no, are there yeah. any areas of town where you're like, no, we're not loaning over there? Yeah. So, I mean, as a lender, we can't redline any, any specific areas, uh, but we definitely have areas that that are more promising that we prefer to lend on. Yeah. We also, I mean, we take in crime stats and those types of things into our yeah. analysis and it will affect. So, you know, we are the terms, the terms, it'll affect the terms. So, you know, if, if we're in, in a good area of town, which is, 
you know, for the most part, we'll lend up to 75%. Yeah. Depending on the area, we might drop that and say we're not doing more than 60% of the after repair value here. So if you get, so legally, you can't say, hey, we're not going to loan you money over here in this zip code. Yeah. But as a borrower, what you can tell, if, if I'm, and correct me if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. if the standard terms are this, and you come back to me and say, hey, we're only going to do 60% there and it's 15% and I want some money down. Like that should be the red flag of, hey, we would prefer not to loan over here. But if yeah. you insist on it, here's what we're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll tell them that we'll, we'll be up front and say this isn't the best area. So this is the best we can do. Yeah. If you look over here, though, I mean, there's there's lots of opportunity and, and we can get you in for no money down. I get the question a lot, and we're still on buy and hold here. I get the whole question a whole lot like, why would you use a hard money loan? for a long for a rental mm -hmm. and and a simple answer to me and maybe you'll have a different one but i've always i don't mind using it for five years to pay it off mm -hmm. and and I, I get the question a lot of why would you pay 10 and 12 percent for that and here's the simple answer to me and, and i hope this helps but i at least help you guys understand the end goal for me personally is to pay the property off yeah Right. I want to retire off of these 80% of my clients are doing the same thing. They yep. want to retire. They want to be done. It's residual income from them and all that. I am not going to be looking back when I'm 55 and retired 20 years from now. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing at? Uh, <laughs> I am not going to be looking back on that going, Dang it, I paid Matt Jones and Corlin 12% of that all the way through. I don't care. Yeah. It the end goal is to pay it off. Yep. I'm never as long as it fits in my program and I can pay the monthly note and there's a little cash flow there and it's just something to to keep moving. Yep. That's why I'm okay with it. Yep. Is that a common response? Is that a common theme that you get? Yeah, yeah. Well, and a, a lot of it too is we're we're easy to get those originations with because we're just looking at that property. Yeah. And what you said earlier, banks want refinances. So we have a lot of clients we'll do a long-term buy and hold note on five years. Yeah. Amortize out over 15 or 20. Our average lifespan on those is two. So I mean, people aren't carrying them to, to maturity. They're keeping it for a while, but then they're 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 thinking or realizing, hey, I can save eighty bucks a month by putting this yeah. on something. Well, they're else. they're getting that that seasoning requirement that the bank requires under their belt, and then they're moving perfect. on. That's a perfect. So if you are with a bank that needs a seasoning requirement, here's another reason to use a hard money loan. Mm -hmm. um, you keep it for a year or two or whatever they might require and then move it over. And again, who cares if you're paying a little higher rate for a year? Yeah. This is part of your program to get to the end goal. Yes. All right. Let's talk about. So we move from buying holds to flips. Mm -hmm. I, I, I exhale because flips are hard to come by here now. Yeah. Yeah. Especially retail flips. Retail flips are super hard to come by. And I mean, good flips of anything. I mean, we, we just looked through a stack this morning during loan committee, lots of guys coming and trying to do an investor flip, but they're looking in all the wrong areas of town right now. And you probably can answer this better than I. I don't know if that's these guys just aren't looking in the right area or if inventory's down. Inventory's so far down, they're stretching out. So th so people are getting into the 38109 west of 61, Highway 51 west of, I'm sorry, 38127 west of 51 in areas where we've said, no, don't buy. Yeah, They're going and finding some houses and they're trying to turn that over because in the good areas, the, the most popular zip codes that we're hearing, Prices are up, not as much inventory to choose from. So, yes, they are getting a little bit more. I don't think it's all bad. Yeah. It is helping um, 
revitalize some areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think Terry Kerr has maybe single handedly flipped twenty five percent of three one two seven all by himself yeah. over the last ten years. So some of these, and he's going into some of these areas. So that that is a little bit of an indication of where kind of the market's going. Yep. I still don't think you guys should start approving crazy loans in some of these areas. Yeah, yeah, and I know yeah. you're not. We're but, not. But it's it is it is we are changing into getting into some areas. Dan, who's on the show all the time, has you know historically talked about how uh, um, Midtown is moving towards Lamar, mm-hmm. like you know, and even across Lamar and some areas um, down by the uh, country, Memphis is it Memphis Country Club yep. or University Club or whatever. Yeah, moving across and moving into some of those areas, and he was right. It's swelling. Midtown is swelling and it's mm-hmm. growing. Well, so are some of these other areas. Uh, moving over to a flip, I I don't see a lot of people say, why well, don't you know? I have investors that come to me and they won't flip properties. I, I don't see them. Yeah, and I and I think I know why. Maybe you, you can attest to this. But when wholesalers are out there marketing, uh, five, six, seven years ago, hard money wasn't as um, available mm-hmm. as it is now. Uh, some of the wholesalers and providers can't, couldn't, or or wouldn't go get a traditional loan from a bank. Yeah. Now they have the ability to do that, mm-hmm. and they're keeping the good flips and they're flipping them themselves. Yeah. I'm just not seeing any. They're not. No one's coming up to me and saying, "Hey, here's a two hundred thousand dollar house in Germantown that's worth four hundred and it needs a hundred and work." I, you know, I could sell all those all day long, but they're just not here. Wholesalers are keeping them. Are you seeing that? How are how are yeah? If you know the the answer to that, how are your clients sourcing some of these? Because that might be valuable for, for some of the people listening. Well, I mean, some of our clients have who historically done retail flips or switching to more new construction, and they're looking at East Tennessee or you know East Memphis, or they're going into South Haven, Olive Branch, those types of areas, and switching to new construction. So because they can't find them, they they can't find them right now. So if they want to build, if they were looking for that 30K uh, uh, profit on a flip, now they're looking for that 30K profit on a new build. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's taken them six months to do it too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and a lot of those, we do have clients on the new construction side that have them pre-sold. So they're getting it done in six months. But if you don't have it pre-sold, you've almost guaranteed yourself at least one extension with this that takes you out to nine months. Which can be riskier. It's more expensive. But I mean, mm-hmm. even then, it's you, you should have enough room in a new construction build to make it work no matter what. Yeah. Um, on the flips, is how how hard are you looking at the property there? I know on the buy and holds, it was, hey, we want to know who your contractor is, what work they're doing. Yeah. I assume there's very similar type of vetting on the flip. Do you yeah. look at it any different than you do a, a, a buy and hold? No. So we... We'll look at it very similar on anything that requires construction. We want all the information on who's doing that work. Mm-hmm. So um, if you ask who's an ideal client, I can say who's not an ideal client for that, these. There and, you go. and that's a guy who's watched HDTV for the last five years and thinks that they can do it and, and yeah. they're doing all the work themselves. We're probably not going to lend to you. If you want to get your feet wet and buy that property and hire a c- contractor and go through a few of those, that's how we'll start with you and then kind of work our way to, you know, possibly letting you do, but more the handyman work. who wants a hard money loan and he wants to lay the tile and hang the drywall and I, it, that's not for yeah, you guys. Yeah. And l- unless he's a licensed contractor and has done that in the past. Okay, yeah. It makes no. sense. Um, okay. Let's talk for a second about, uh, and, and we're not going to keep you or, or anyone else any longer. Um, do, are you wanting to give terms? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What are terms that you can expect on a, 
and do they differ from buy and hold? Okay. They do. Let's do the buy and hold. What are some typical terms that you can expect on a buy? Because I imagine that's going to be some of the first questions we get, so yeah. might as well answer them now. But what are some of the terms on a buy and hold? Yeah, so on the buy and hold, our interest rate right now is anywhere from 8 to 10%. Okay. Um, so the, the difference in the factor you're going to get between 8 and 10 is typically the property itself, how much room there is. Are we lending to you at 75%, kind of our max, or yeah. do you have more wiggle room in? Mm -hmm. um, and then there's an origination fee of... 4%, so a four-point origination fee to start with. And that's up front. You, you mm -hmm. need that at closing. Yes. Um, that's a that's a commitment from the bar from the borrower that they're in this with you. Yep. What about on a flip? Is there are there any other fees associated with the bond hold? No, I mean just your typical, you know, title fees and those types of things. Which is closing, which is with every property yeah. buy, no matter if it's hard money or not. Yep. What about the flip? Give me some terms on the flips. Yeah, on, on the flip side, it's it's twelve percent interest. So you're paying one percent interest only per month. So hundred percent and the principal due at maturity or, or payoff, uh, and then it's a five-point origination. Okay. We do have clients who, because we we won't on long-term loans mm -hmm. lend the renovation, We're, we'll only lend long-term if the property is in rent-ready condition. Yeah. So we'll have clients that come to us on the short-term, do a bridge loan so they can get that construction done 100% in, and then refinance it to our long-term. When you do that, we'll give you a, a discount on the origination fee okay. for that long-term. Okay. I think I've covered it. CorelinFinancial.com. CorelinFinancial.com is where you can go to apply for the loan. You don't need to call Matt directly if you're just ready to apply. If you've got questions for Matt, uh, matt.jones at CorelinFinancial.com. Email me, dean at crestcore.com, and uh, we'll be happy to help you. I love this tool. I think it's a, an amazing asset for uh, not only myself, but for my clients, it can really help you grow and scale quicker. That's yes. the thing. Please, please, please. I tell this every single time. Don't get caught up in the 10%, the 12%, whatever. Yeah. Factor it into your numbers, figure it out to make sure that it works. But the end goal is the end goal. Yeah. And, and, if, and if people make a little money on you on the way to help you get there, then that, I think you should look at that and it being okay. Not everybody's going to want to use this. Not every, it's not for everyone. We understand that too, but I will tell you, I use it. It has been an asset for me to grow my portfolio and uh, I, I'm super appreciative. Anything else you want to get out today? No, no. Thank you. Guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, uh, you can. I'm going to post the show right after we're done. If you have any questions, again, uh, matt.jones at Corlin Financial and to apply, corlinfinancial.com. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks, team. Amen. Yeah,